to today's edition of Local Matters, designed to make you a better engaged citizen and a more informed voter. Today, our guest is Dr. Philip Cool. Uh, he is Chief Medical Officer at Augusta University, uh, just for the beginning, and I'll let him give us a little bit more detail about what he does. Dr. Cool, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks so much. Well, the first question, I did give a portion of your title, but I believe it was only a portion. If you could just tell us a little bit about your full title and what your normal job responsibilities are when there is not a pandemic. All right, Dr. Cool, if you could tell us what your normal job responsibilities are when there is not a pandemic and how long you've been in that role. Sure, thank you. I've been in this role for about three years now. I'm the vice president and chief medical officer for the Augusta University. I've only been in this role for two years. It seems like three at this point. <laughs> Let me start over with that. Thank you for having me on your show. I am the vice president and chief medical officer of the Augusta University Health System. I've been in that role for approximately two years, and uh, on a daily basis, I'm responsible for supervising and overseeing the care that is delivered in the Children's Hospital of Georgia, the Augusta University Medical Center, as well as uh, the Roosevelt Warm Springs um, location that we have, as well as our multiple practice sites within uh, our, our clinics and locations at Augusta University. Okay, that's great. So um, on a day-to-day basis, you're a very busy man, uh, but certainly in the case uh, like we have here, I'm sure that's just uh, changed everything about what you do because you've entered a new normal just like the rest of us, right? Yeah, so essentially 100% of my days now are devoted to dealing with uh, COVID-19 coronavirus, and um, I'm, I'm proud to lead such a fantastic team of professionals that are working to fight this issue. All right, very good, and we appreciate everything that you all are doing for us. Uh, one of the next questions I want to ask, just so you know the setting of this show, the primary focus of Local Matters is helping the public understand how local and state governments work. My goal is that citizens get, a more, get more engaged and better informed. Tell us about how AU Health Uh, works with the health department, the city government, and other governmental issues on enti- uh, governmental entities on issues like these. Sure. So Augusta University very much believes in supporting our community, and we believe in being a good citizen of our community. We also have a, a mantra around here that says that we put our, our students and our patients first and that we take care of each other uh, in the community. So Augusta University very much is an integral part of the community and works very closely with both state, local officials, as well as, the, for example, the district health officer and emergency managers such as uh, Chief James, uh, emergency managers in Columbia County, in order to support the community. 
for example, we have a medical reserve corps that is based out of Augusta University that enrolls students who can fall in here in the event of a disaster. And Augusta University becomes a big piece of any uh, community response to a public health emergency like this. Additionally, with our advanced testing capability, we have the ability to perform uh, tests for COVID-19 where most communities do not. And because we have developed that capability, even though it remains limited, that is a huge part of this response. And so we're working very closely with the um, the Georgia Department of Public Health as well as the district health officer to coordinate our testing and providing testing for the community. Our location at the Christenberry Fieldhouse on Wrightsboro Road has really become a model uh, for the state, and the state is actually looking to expand models like that, where we provide an initial screening via telemedicine, and then that is the official uh, specimen collection point for the Georgia Department of Public Health, and is supported by them in conjunction with Augusta University uh, and the AUL personnel. Okay, very good. Now... Is it because AU Health is uh, a part of state government that you all have this role? Is that how that comes about? So it's a combination of both being just a good citizen in the community and making sure that we're doing what's right for our patients and for the community, as well as the fact that we are state government and we view it as the state's only public academic medical center that we have to serve a leading role in helping take care of Georgia. And that's just an extension of that role. Okay, very good. And, and which reminds me, at some point, it was some years ago before I moved back to Augusta, but I believe at one point there was some discussion about actually moving the medical college to Athens. Um, so that means that perhaps if that had happened, uh, you wouldn't be here right now doing what you're doing. Is that, is that could that be possible? I am very happy that we are so fortunate to have Augusta University, Augusta University Health, and the Medical College of Georgia located at Augusta. Yes, yes. I mean, we very much are, too, because uh, those things that you all are doing on the cutting edge in terms of developing the testing and the drive-by sites that some other communities don't have now. I mean, it would be terrible if we had lost the opportunity to have those things. So uh, we're very happy to have you in Augusta doing what you're doing. Um, also, uh, I want to uh, next get right to the heart of the matter. Uh, at this point, as things evolve and change, and during last week's show, I talked uh, at length about my experience in managing natural disasters, which is about as close as we can get to this uh, right now. Uh, during that time, I talked about how important it is that the public uh, stay on top of the information, because, of course, the information changes moment to moment, day by day. Uh, there's something new and different. So uh, as of today, can you tell us what is the most important thing you want the public to know about protecting themselves from COVID-19? Sure. So in particular, um, the, the important messages for people to remember are the same ways that you prevent a common cold or the flu is the same way that you prevent uh, COVID-19 coronavirus. Um, particularly, difference is that we don't 
yet have a vaccine. So if you think about this as an absolutely terrible flu, then the difference is that we can't yet vaccinate our most at-risk citizens against it. So for the elderly, uh, every year, for example, or people with significant medical problems, every year we, we have aggressive campaigns to vaccinate those individuals against the flu. Since we don't have that option, instead what we have to use is social distancing, isolation, and quarantine. Um, so, in particular, uh, for example, elderly uh, patients who, of course, would love to go to church every Sunday um, and, and get that hug from a young person, that actually presents significant risk for them because with this disease in particular, younger people may have very mild symptoms. And so, for them, it's just a mild cold, but for the elderly person, it is potentially deadly. And that's the reason that it's so important that everybody heed the warnings about social distancing, not having large gatherings, maintaining distance from people, even when you do meet in person. If you, if you stay six feet away from them, your chances of becoming infected from that person is minimal to none. Um, and so all of those strategies are ways to help prevent the spread of the disease. Okay. Um, and that, of course, reminds me of some of the scenes I've seen on television recently with uh, spring break uh, college kids on the beach in Florida and Georgia and, you know, them just heading out to relax, um, which they think is a good idea because it's spring break and that's what they want to do. But how does a medical profession professional like yourself look at that? Because that obviously violates the, the six feet rule that you just spoke of. I mean, how much additional danger are they subjecting themselves to by, you know, a gang of kids hanging out on the beach? Yeah, so
instructions that we have been given that you want everybody to follow social distance only go out as absolutely necessary and keep those hands washed criteria to be tested. Sure enough. 
coming into contact with each other to minimize the risk of transmission, and then monitor for these symptoms that if they develop, then uh, seek care. But we cannot test everyone. We're focusing on those that are the highest risk and making sure that we're doing the best to take care of our patients in the community. And that just has to do with strategic use of using the limited supplies that are at hand, right? That's right. That's right. We're just trying to make the best use of what is available to focus it in the areas that are needed the most. Okay. Okay. It's obvious that uh, everybody's put an awful lot of thought into the best way to deal with this. Um, I think about it. Uh, if any organization has a limited budget, i.e. your household has a limited budget, you've got to make some choices and you've got to uh, direct yourself accordingly. And that seems like what you're doing here. Yes, ma'am. We, we have the advantage of having infectious disease experts who are very quick to put plans in motion to make sure that as we saw what was unfolding in China, that we started planning then to make sure that we had the best plan moving into this pandemic that we could. And we're very fortunate to have the expertise here in Augusta to make sure that we uh, are, have the best plan possible. All right. Excellent. We feel more comfortable knowing that uh, that's what you've done. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, last week I spoke from my experience leading local governments in times of crisis and emphasized the importance uh, of the need for the public to follow the instructions of medical experts and governmental leadership. That was probably the biggest lesson I learned from that experience of a, a flood disaster and later a tornado during the time that I was in Albany. Um, what are, are there any big lessons you've learned from this experience in dealing with uh, COVID-19? Transparency. Uh, I think people feel better when they know what's happening, and we have certainly tried to keep the public informed and make sure that everybody understands what is happening, because sometimes some of the misinformation out there and the rumor mill is far worse than what's actually happening. And so I think for people to get their uh, information from reliable sources and for us to remain transparent and for our leaders to remain transparent is critical to making sure that we kind of tamp down some of the misinformation that is out there and some of the panic that is unwarranted. Um, to summarize that, we, you know, again, we're trying to just make sure that we keep the public informed, but a, a part of that message has to be for people to keep calm and wash their hands. And I think we, as, if we can do that and we're minimizing the risk and following the instructions, then uh, that's the best advice that I can give. Okay. And um, you mentioned misinformation. Could you give an example? Are there one or two things that every time you hear them, you just cringe? Well, so um, we have some patients that have tested positive um, that we've done from community testing. Um, and uh, we have people reporting, for example, or misinformation that all of those patients are in our facility and that we're just hiding that. We only have two patients that are in our facility currently that have tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so the, the, the public thinks we're getting overrun, and the reality is that um, we're doing quite well. Um, is there a concern about PPE shortages, the, the personal protective equipment? Yes. Uh, we're taking a very proactive stance on that, and we're actually in really good shape. We welcome the donations of people, but we're not in trouble yet. We're just making sure that we manage our supplies appropriately. And then the 
concern is around testing. We have um, some people that have done some less than helpful reporting about um, who we have chosen not to test, and it, it kind of um, just adds a little bit of fuel to the fire. I'm sure it was not intentioned to be that way, but it's important for people to understand that we will not test everybody, and that is for the overall public good and when we can predict that someone is low risk. Okay. Thank you very much. That was really helpful. Uh, lastly, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today? Um, we are working with the leadership of Columbia County to expand our drive-up testing capability, again, in partnership with the State uh, Department of Public Health, um, just to make that more convenient for those citizens that live in the Columbia County area, um, Augusta University, in partnership with um, the State Department of Public Health, will be uh, expanding our drive-up capability to a location in Columbia County that we'll be getting the details out on shortly. Okay. All right, very good. Uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your extremely hectic schedule to be uh, with me today to better better inform our listeners. We really appreciate that on behalf of the entire community. And in a larger picture, we thank you for everything that you're doing to help our uh, residents of the Augusta metro area. Uh, this is extremely important uh, to know that we have competent and caring professionals that are working on our behalf. So thank you so much, Dr. Cool. You're quite welcome. It's my pleasure to lead such a stellar team. And thank you for all that you're doing to get accurate information out to the citizens of the area. All right. Take care. Talk to you Bye-bye. later. Bye-bye. Due to Dr. Cool's busy schedule, we had to record this uh, at a separate time. He was not able to come into the studio, uh, so I apologize for some of our technical difficulties in getting prepared for this, but I certainly hope that you uh, are now more knowledgeable about our local response than you were when we started this broadcast. And again, I admonish you to please do your part to stay safe, uh, not just for you, but also for your loved ones. Uh, we all want to say that we survived this and uh, will uh, be better on the other side of this pandemic. As we near the close of the first quarter of 2020, please think about a few things. When we came into this year, we thought of this as the year of clarity and vision. We had high hopes for 2020. After all those watch night services that had us charged up and ready to go, we hoped to see the world in a different way and see 2020 as a year that allow, would allow us to accomplish more than we ever had. We saw ourselves executing this new clarity and vision with precision uh, so that we can become the people that God had envisioned us to be. Now that we are three months into 2020, we feel like we've been punched in the gut. Superstar Kobe Bryant and his daughter were killed in a violent crash. Coronavirus has shut the world down in a way none of us could have ever seen or could have predicted. And all college and professional sports have been suspended to include the Olympics. Our elections have been postponed. All schools have gone to online learning and churches live stream their services. And the basic chores like finding groceries has become very, very frustrating. Nevertheless, if we can stay focused, I believe there is opportunity to find the vision for which we hoped. My friend Chase George shared with me that while in quarantine, Shakespeare wrote King Lear, 
Isaac Newton developed calculus and discovered gravity. And while in prison, Paul wrote part of the New Testament. Consider what kingdom work you could do while you're staying at home. I'm sure there are talents that you always wanted to explore that you haven't. Uh, gardening, writing, uh, just reaching out to people that you didn't have time to. All those are examples of putting to work the talents that God has given you during this time period that will take our mind off of all of the uncertainty we face and certainly hopefully lead us into a situation where we don't see reason to fear, but just to be careful and be faithful. As always, if you have topics to suggest or seek information about opportunities to sponsor this program, please reach out to me via my website at janiceallenjackson.weebly.com at the Contact Us tab. Again, my web address, and you're welcome to visit at any time for any reason, janiceallenjackson.weebly.com. As I sign off, same as always, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision making to make sure that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here at WKZK because local matters. Thank you so much. Most of us really want peace, prosperity, and a happy life, but we can get stuck with feelings of resentment, anxiety, and depression from our past experiences. We can't change the past, but we can change the way we feel and the way we think so the negative impact of those experiences is not showing up in our today. The Better Choices Group is here to help. Our founder and CEO, Dr. Faye Hargrove, has more than 30 years of experience helping people to become their best selves. Are you the one that says, I don't need counseling? That's great because we're coaches. That's what we do. We coach. Everyone can use a sounding board at some point in their life to help them move forward. And just like your sports coach helps you to play basketball, golf, or soccer, we are here to help you be the best version of yourself. So get unstuck. Get free. Get moving. Call us at 706-305-1323 or visit our website at www.betterchoices.guru. Contact us today for a free consultation.